Well, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Access Podcast. I'm here with my friends, Kimmy and Anthony, and we are going to be hearing about Anthony's testimony. He's going to be sharing his story with us. What's up, Kimmy? How are you doing? I'm good. Appreciate you? you being here. I'm doing well. Anthony, you <laughs> are the up? star of the show. How you doing, man? Pretty good. It's such a generic mm-hmm. answer, but, you know, it's I'm doing great. Hey, if you're doing good, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it may be generic, but if we're all doing good, that's good. Word. Word. Word them <laughs> out. So we're going to be diving into your story here, um, but let's get a little information from you. Anthony, how long have you been coming to rest? Shoot. Oh, man. Gosh, I got to say probably three years, two three years. years, three years, three years on and off. But That's what's up. Did you start yeah. by coming to Access or did you start by coming to Sunday morning services? I actually came to like Sunday morning with family. That was like the weekend deal that... Like, I wasn't fully really involved yet, but yeah. it was more of like, hey, like, let's go to church. You got to go to church as a kid. So. Yeah, just coming with the fam. Yeah. Have they been coming here for a while? Uh, Gosh, probably around like 20, 2012, 2013. So it's been a little bit. A couple years. Yeah. Good eight years under the belt. Yeah. Almost a decade, <laughs> probably nine now. Well, cool, man. Um, I want to get into your story. What has been your, who's Anthony? What was life growing up? for you like what did it look like you know do you have any brothers or sisters you know what did you enjoy doing as a kid right um so actually i grew up in minnesota to begin with born and raised um first seven years of my life and like didn't have any brothers or sisters single child at this point but uh grew up with my grandparents actually um just mom was you know financially unstable at that point so she was in chicago and my dad had biological dad had ran off so it's like you know, growing up, I really had that, like, I didn't really have that, like, father figure. My grandpa really, like, was solid in that place, mm-hmm. but still that gap was missing inside, you know. Um, but moving moving on from Minnesota um, when I was seven, uh, moved to Chicago. That's when my mom and stepdad, Mike, got married, and that was like, hey, it's a move now, and um actually it like fought custody my grandparents um fought custody battle over me like from my to my mom you know oh wow and that was tough man like I felt like a toy being fought over in that time I didn't know what was going on like yeah. it was just a lot of emotional trauma so and that was all going on while you were like seven yeah six and seven wow. so that's crazy so what was it your mom that brought you back to Michigan or I would say back you were born in, in Minnesota what brought you to Michigan so yeah my dad my stepdad Mike he uh, grew up around here in Granville area so he's just, like he called Rez's home and that was like when we really got you know plugged in uh so to say but I never really took it serious like it was just more of like a oh man this is like my religious duty like I believed in God but it wasn't like a I'd never experienced him you know it was just religious tradition at this point you know yeah for sure so your stepdad is a christian he was right he was coming to res and yep. then he got married to your mom right and then they brought you here and mm-hmm. they started going i mean you were going to church too because it's your family but you obviously weren't very i mean you were a young kid you'd be in you know the not the preschool but what do they call that the nursery taking care with the, yeah out with the little kids i was more like in the zone too like that was the biggest thing um and it was super weird for me from like because from minnesota moving to chicago that's a big switch up and then like not only that city life and like inner city life just moving to here where it's like suburban and it's like kind of a mix you know it's yeah. pretty weird but oh, so you went to chicago and then you went to michigan oh yeah yep okay yeah okay cool that's uh that's quite the trip yep <laughs> so what was um let's see i want to get into the story of your testimony right, right what were some of the things that you 
can look back now and identify some of the biggest struggles from your past, even maybe starting, you know, with the hurts and wounds maybe that you got from the whole custody battle or yeah, yeah. any anything like that from your childhood? I would say definitely father wounds just from like the get go. Cause like I would, you know, it's so, kids are innocent in like kindergarten. Right. And you know, when people ask like, Oh, like where's your mom and dad? Like I only knew my grandparents. Like I knew my mom, I visited her, but it was just like, even like most people like, Oh, you either have, you know, one parent or the other. But in this case, like I knew I had them, but you know, that connection wasn't really there. Like I, I kind of viewed my mom as like, you know, that long lost like aunt or uncle you only see like one time a year, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, so that was kind of a struggle I had, like, internally. I internalized all this, and that went on for quite some time, like, moving into Chicago, like, just different experiences, like, just heaviness, like, spirit of heaviness came upon me. It was like a coat, and I had anxiety. I would shake as, like, that cold custody battle. Like, I didn't know what was going on. That just fueled fear and anxiety within me, and that was, I'd have to say, that was the biggest struggle for a long time, and my coping hazard, or, like, my coping, like, just the way I coped really just branched out. Like my main way of coping was video games, right? Because like I would go outside in Minnesota, right? But Chicago, I can't really go outside. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like you know those winters are brutal. Like yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> either I cope it with like basketball or you know it was mainly video games. So I just stay inside and play games for hours. Like no joke. And that continued on even when moving into Michigan too. And um. Yeah, that definitely fueled the fire of, like, you know, isolation. That was another key struggle because even in Chicago, like, my, my dad was working, like, stepdad Mike. Um, I just called my dad. But um, he was working, you know, he'd come home from work. But my the way, like, school was in Chicago, like, I would my school day would start at 7 and end at 1, which is super unusual, right? So I, even though, like, it would end at 1, you'd still have four hours of homework minimum. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah. And, uh, but even after that, it's like gaming was the fuel that, you know, like even in that like process of like, okay, you know, I still have my stepdad, but it's still like that connection isn't there, you know, that like being present at home, but like not at the same time, if that makes sense, like it wasn't there, that connection with him wasn't fully there. And even with my mom too, I didn't know how to approach certain things like emotional, like just emotions I was feeling, I couldn't express in the right words or ways. And that ate me up for years, man, for years. Um, yeah. And I didn't know how to address that. Um, that eventually led to middle school around here. Um, like I'd still have friends and stuff. I'd still go out and hang out. Uh, and it was fun. You know, I had a core group of good friends, but it's just like middle school hit and like stuff at home started like family situations started like tension started rising. I, like I said, I didn't, I'm still dealing with anxiety. I'm still shaking like a leaf. Like, depression I mean that'll mess you up like if you don't know how to address it or even don't know how like I didn't even want to tell like my core group of friends I had two buddies Blake and Connor and like I didn't even want to tell them because they didn't know what I had dealt with in Chicago they didn't know what I had dealt with in my past and it wasn't like a safe like it was safe but to the depth where I couldn't you know I didn't have that safety and trust Mm -hmm. and um yeah that ate me up and like constantly internalizing things and at this point I had invited a lot of things into my life like pornography like I mean, video game addiction, there's a whole doorway of things that you're introducing into your, not just into your soul, but into your, like, house in itself, right? So, like, I had spirits talking to me. I I couldn't address them at the time, like, call them spirits, but, like, (laughs) that's where they were, just demons, literally, like, over 10 voices just speaking to me all the time, and I'd, you know, I'd jump at them. I'd just, 
just go with the flow. All right, yeah. I'm gonna watch this. All right, you probably cool. weren't old enough to realize what was happening. Right, the doors were being opened, and you were just, it just was what it was right. at that point. Right, and no one would, you know, tell me this. Like, my dad was in, involved in the church, and he still is. It's just like, but that never like transferred over. So like, a lot of times I would like associate father wounds with God, and I'd be like, oh, God abandoned me. Like, you know, I'd play it so two faced here at church and be like, smiles Sunday mornings, and then like every other day. I would act completely different. Like, that's the biggest struggle, too, was being two-faced heavily. Um, so, yeah, middle school, I ended up, like, just started coping in the wrong ways. Like, started leaning towards. I had a couple friends that were just bad influences, and it just shook me up. Like, <laughs> it just started, like, it was slow, but it was just like, oh, you know, like, I'm feeling down, like, really down. <laughs> you know, like, hit rock bottom, family crap's going on at home. I'm just like, I'm a mess, right? And I'm like, you know what, maybe like weed will, you know, I hear this, like people are all giggly at school, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, yeah, maybe this will, you know, lift me up. But at the same time, I'm still worried about my reputation. Oh, he's, Anthony's that good Christian boy that, you know, gets A's and B's. Like, you know, I'm still worried about that rep. And, uh, but yeah, eventually I just started to lean in heavily towards these bad influences. And, you know, they're not really real friends, <laughs> like, but it's just like, hey, if you need an up, here you go. And that's what I, like, just slowly weaseled, dabbled in drug stuff where it's just, like, not necessarily smoking. Like, I did eventually a couple times, but it was more of, like, hey, this is a way to get quick money. Like, this is what I did and, like, ended up stealing, like, my dad's credit card numerous times and getting busted <laughs> along down the road. But, like, I didn't care. Like, I was so numb to all the stuff that happened in my life. I was just like, I don't care. Like, if God really cares, he's going to, you know, do something about it in me. Like, you know, <laughs> and just so much, like, identity, huge thing and that kids struggle with in middle school. Like, so self-conscious. Like, I would play it off like I wasn't, but really it was just, you know, numbed me even more because I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> and yeah. but yeah after uh had a couple just you know ordering stuff online like getting caught a couple times and disappointing my family even more like that's you know it was I'm, I just remember like getting the call of my grandparents my grandpa like they always thought I was that perfect kid like they never heard any of the stuff that I was doing but the one time that um I called him my grandpa's crying like I'd never seen this man cry ever or even hear him you know but it just broke me and like I would get grounded here and there but like there was one the first time I got caught um just buying drug stuff online like I just you know pipes rolling papers like grinders anything that you need to smoke it whatever mm -hmm. um never really I never got into that hard stuff because I was just like you know it, it just never appealed to me I'm like this is too far deep you know um and a lot of times I would just, it, I would have a middleman who would, like, I trusted and he wouldn't use my name. So I'd be getting, I could sell it for double, triple of, you know, what, yeah. what I was buying it for, literally for free because it wasn't even my money. Yeah. How old were you at this point? Um, gosh, 15, 15, 16. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I started, like, getting into it, like, 14. But, like, my parents had no idea, you know, like, my best friends had no idea because I would play it two-faced so hard <laughs> mm -hmm. um a lot of the stuff i would do through snapchat too that's the biggest thing where it's just like that social media thing is huge like it was just all right i just talk to two people i get what i want <laughs> i mean it's as simple as that um but yeah going back to getting caught like i remember the first time i got caught it was like oh yeah you're grounded for a month 
And, you know, that means, like, all right, no video games, no phone. I'm like, all right, that's some lightweight. Like, that was literally my thought. Like, I was just like, all right, cool. Like, because in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm about to get, like, grounded for, like, six months to a year. You know what I'm saying? It's just, like, that was such a big thing in my mind. But, like, I'm telling you, demons just started feeding me all these schemes, and that's what I would run with. Like, it's such a real thing of just, like, I'm going with these voices. I don't care because I'm so numb and hurt by past things. I don't know my identity. I don't know my purpose. I'm questioning everything. What really matters in life? Like all this, even though it's like I've been brought up in the church, I've like read the Bible and through the story, like through the stories and stuff, but it's just like, it's just not hidden. You know, I haven't had that experience. Mm -hmm. These are all just words on a page, you know? Yeah. Yes. I somewhat believe them, but that unbelief is outweighing the belief. Mm -hmm. Um, But it all got to a point where after a couple times I get busted, uh, <laughs> the last time I get busted, I was uh, doing a drug deal in front of my house. Like, this is like, you know, I'm desperate. Like, I was desperate before, but like this time I'm like, you know, I've mentioned uh, earlier, like how music has influenced like me on this and just like, you know, I'm listening to gangster rap, all this other stuff where it's just like, you're talking about degrading women, like, you know, pushing this through the streets, pushing that through the streets. And it's just like, you know, I never really rocked with it, but it was just like something I just listened to. I like enjoyed the beat, you know, but it still does something in you. Um, but to the back to this drug deal in the, uh, <laughs> it was, man, I just look back and I, I laugh just because of how much God's hand was played into it. It's just like, wow, like things could have gone so bad, but it's just like only God. Um, but yeah, so I talk, I knew my family's routine by this point, like to the dime, you know? And so anyways, I'm doing it through Snapchat, right? This deal. And <laughs> this guy, I, I was working with him. Like you super sketch. I knew he was super sketch. I didn't like him. I didn't trust him. Like, you know, but I was desperate. So I was just like, this guy literally was just like, Hey, we're pulling up. Like, you know, this was the deal. It's day of the dude deals like December. Some like it's, you know, it's crazy outside. It's winter. And, um, I'm just, you know, I'm like, okay, hey, like, my mom's about to leave. She's about to go to the gym. Just hang on a second. He's like, no, we're coming right now. And I'm like, shoot. like, am I, you know what I'm saying? Like, my heart's pumping. I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, you know, it's closing in that door of, like, opportunity, right? I'm like, no, like, you can wait 10 minutes. Like, I know you guys are around the corner. Like, just wait. And he's like, no, we're coming right now. So I'm like, all right, let's just get it done, get it over with, whatever, right? And like I said, like, I dealt with the products. I didn't actually have, like, actual weed, right? And during this time literally he pulls up right it's winter i tell my mom I'm like all right hey i'm gonna go over to blake's house like because we lived in the cul-de-sac right still do and <laughs> it just sounds so stupid because i'm saying i'm i'm running with these voices right this is what they're telling me after like years of, of like scheming of listening to them you know months and months um giant cycle right and I would, I would listen to this voice and i was telling him, like, hey i'm going over to blake's blah 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 forgot my charger da, 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 this that like total bs right it's just like no um anyways so they pull up black car black tinted windows like sketch like okay pull first off pulling up in delmar like that like everybody knows who's like the usual coming in coming out and um anyways i go out there uh i get up to the window you know he's like okay i got the money whatever but he's like no get in the bag and i was like okay like first off you're sketch but like the second like the you know okay i gotta get in the car with this dude like you kidding me there's two of them and you know we did the deal whatever um and 
little to like my knowledge, I didn't know this at the time until after um, talking about it. Um, Miss Davis, Blake's mom, sees me get in this car afterward, right? And like sees what happens, like I don't know how, but it's just super scotch. She she calls my mom while I'm doing in there doing the deal, right? And as soon as I'm done doing the deal, granted, I was so broke, I literally paid one $5 bill and like the resting quarters. This wow. is literally what, <laughs> like, I was that desperate. And anyways, I pull out with the, get the, I got the stuff and I get to my, I walk back. I'm like, oh shoot, like it's the dead of winter, right? There's snow on the ground. I walked straight across my lawn, stupid, right? <laughs> like footprints are there. I already told her a story. So I walk back to Blake's, I walk back just to make it look like, okay, yeah, I did this. Dumb to dumb dumb. <laughs> tell you. Anyways, I pull up to my door, right? And my mom's red face. She's, she, you know, this is second time now, third time. She's fuming. Yeah. She's, she's heated. Like, she goes, what'd you get? I just play stupid. I kid you not. I go, nothing. I got nothing. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Literally, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when your mom knows that, like, just, you know. Anyways, she knows. I know she's not playing games. And it's just like all right i gotta give her something you know and uh, at this point i had a lot of stuff stashed into my there was like a vent i had in my room totally empty didn't work dude it was like probably the size of a shoebox okay so i had all my stuff stashed down there she didn't know it at, at all right um i'm like okay i gotta give her something you know i'm walking up the stairs she's like breathing on my neck like <laughs> you know it's bad but long story short um i end up like i slipped like the wee back into my closet right because she's like give me the coat like check checks all my coat pockets I, i'm like all right good for something i opened up the van I'm like here you go like this is what it was totally sly right i'm thinking i'm like oh man i'm king of this like y'all can't even <laughs> stop me right still had the weed you know what i'm saying i had all the stuff to smoke it too it's just like no <laughs> anyways i give her something she goes you know what to do and i'm like all right and i just give her my phone you know give her my ps4 controller like all this and uh, long story short, though, after all that, uh, Lord leads me to like just totally trash all that stuff later down the road, right? One piece at a time. Flush the weed at one point. Like, I didn't do any of that. But this is all while I'm grounded for like six months, dude. It was crazy. I lost track of time for real. Like, you know, when you don't have your phone at that age, like everything seems like it's just at a standstill. Um, but, anyways, it's gosh, it's about, I think it's June 16th is when Power and Love rolled around. Um, in Grand Rapids, but Blake invites me. I was the only person I was allowed to hang out with, Blake Davis and Connor. And um, me and Connor are <laughs> running outside in the in the woods. We're, like, we're literally like big in the airsoft at this time. And uh, anyways, we're out there digging foxholes and stuff, like oh, yeah. heat of summer, <laughs> man. Yeah, like, yeah. And Blake's at Power and Love, right? This four-day event. And Todd White's there. He's telling me Robbie Dawkins is there. I'm like, why would I care? Like, I'm sick of religion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to hear this. Like, why are you even talking to me about this? And for four days, man, he asks us constantly, every single day, you know, it's an all-day event. He goes, hey, man, I really love to see you guys out here. Like, it's crazy. You know, he's going on and on about all these healings and stuff. I'm like, dude, the last thing I want, like, you know, being kind of just not having it. Like, I'm out there, like, I'm already, I'm like, I have my phone back, but it's super limited, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but... <laughs> Long story short, we go, I go back to my house, shower. At this point, it's around like maybe four or five-ish. And like the event starts at like six. I just, that's what Blake's telling me. He's like, hey, we can come pick you up, right? And my I, he calls me again. And this time my mom over here is, I don't know how she, she has, moms have like super, like <laughs> Superman hearing. Like, it's just ridiculous. But she's like, you're going. Like, that's <laughs> like all, like 
I couldn't even. I was like, oh, it's official. Like, I got to go now. Like, I'm not trying to be here. And anyways, we roll up to Power and Love, um, you know, down in GR, Delta Plex. And Jared, Jared Blaukamp was there. Carissa Rollator was in the car. Um, man, it's crazy. Um, but anyways, I'm, you know, I'm still shaking. Like, I still have anxiety. as all like, depressed as all get out. I'm, you know, a heavy coat. Like, that's the best I can describe it. And um during while we're going down there Blake just prays for me out of nowhere and he's just like hey peace be on you in Jesus name you know and all of a sudden like I stopped shaking I'm like what like I always hear about this you know and it's just like it actually I experienced it you know that's a whole different you know I grew up in church always hear all that but it's like experiencing is a totally different reality and um, that's just the beginning, man. Spark like, your interest a little exactly. bit. Exactly. I just start reminiscing. I'm like, what have I been doing for the past six months? Like, you know, all this, like, all my drug history, all that. Um, even though, even though I like merely dabbled in it, it was just identity, all that stuff. You know, flooding back in mere seconds in my mind. Um, anyways, we pull up to Power and Love, right? Robbie Dawkins is speaking, and like worship was great. I remember that. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm still here, still trapped. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, but then he gets to a point where he's just like, hey, if you never receive the Holy Spirit, like hold out your hands like you're receiving a gift. And I was like, you know, I've actually never done that. And at this point, everybody like the whole Delta box was packed, dude, including the, you know, the whole main section. Um, and everybody went out to the front because they want to receive healing. Right. And I'm in I'm in the back, like very back with, you know, all the chairs are like empty around me. My whole like crew's gone. Like Blake's all nowhere in sight. I'm just like, great. I'm here alone. My back's to a wall. I got nobody. Right. Um, and I just hold out my hands. I'm like, all right, God, this is it. Like you back me into a corner. Like this is it. You know, that was my attitude. And uh, but as soon as I said, yeah, I receive Holy Spirit right now, like just icy hot feeling from head to toe just Mm -hmm. hit me like and just from head to toe slowly came down like that heaviness of depression came off like Mm -hmm. instantly like that shake like that inner anxiety that was just like pulsing me shaking all the time like granted my shaking stopped but it was still like I was buzzing that's what it felt like you know um just completely settled peace right I start crying I'm start bawling like it was bad like snot nose everything that was just like yeah you know, I don't want to be seen right now because, you know, I'm bubbling, snot bubbles, yep. everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not pretty. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and then just, like, two ladies, like, both separate times came up to me. Like, first one was just like, hey, Jesus loves you. Like, just looked me straight in the eye, said it. I was like, whoa, you know, start crying again. Like, <laughs> it was, you know, it's crazy uh, just how simple those words can, you know, impact you. Mm-hmm. Um but then after that, uh, second lady came by and she says, I can't remember word for word, but it was just encouraging words of like, you know, like you're here for a purpose, basically. And mm-hmm. come to find out they're sisters, like it's wild. But um, yeah, after that, the events start coming to a close, right? And everybody's kind of finding each other now, like linking up and, you know, people getting shuffled out of the building. And all of a sudden, like, do you know where the like concessions start? You know what I'm saying? Like that little area. Mm -hmm. So as soon as me and Blake get to that door, my left leg, like my left knee just kills. Like I I just can't walk on it. Right. Never in my life ever have this happen. Right. And I'm just like, okay, bro, like what is going on, dog? Like I'm I'm hurting. Like I literally have my arm wrapped around him. I'm like, dude, what is going on? Granted, like there's hundreds of people shuffling by still at this point. Right. 
it's late into the night and i'm like dude i can't blake's all fired up he's like bro we gotta pray for it right now come on fire like <laughs> let's go you know and i'm like all right man like i've already you know i've witnessed that inner healing right now like all that depression i'm like okay let's do it like and as soon as he said that we we make eye contact with a like mid 20 year old guy right and he's holding the same exact knee and he's like as soon as blake said that right let's pray for it he goes yes like instantly like within like you know like i said hundreds of people are shuffling by and we make eye contact with this dude and we're like yeah okay we link up with him we go right outside the like right underneath the little awning there and there's like 40 people there right and we just drop to our good knees and just start praying for like i'm laying hands on him like blake's behind me you know his hands on me and this is the first time I've ever done this in my life, right? And I'm like, oh, man, like, I'm hyped up, though. You know, it's like, Holy Spirit's here. He's present. And we're like, okay, like, heal, heal this knee in Jesus' name. You know, both of us are saying it. First time, nothing. I'm like, all right, let's do it again, whatever, you know? And second time, all right, it starts loosening up. I'm like, okay, let's get it. And third time, boom. Like, we're just, like, this dude starts running around. Like, he's all hype and I'm like, holy crap, like, this is crazy. Like, not just inner healing, but he's shown, like, God's shown me his physical healing that I have the power to do it too, you know? Mm-hmm. And that just, I was just, like, started bawling again. Like, I'm still worked up from yeah. inside. and Because mm-hmm. you just had an encounter, and now. Right. Did that did that guy tell you what was wrong, or did he just say, like, his, his no. knee was messed up? He just said his knee was messed up, and we just sent it. Like, <laughs> oh. that's what how spontaneous it is. It's just, like, that fueled something inside of me, you know? Mm-hmm. And. Like I said, there's like 40 people out here. It's probably like 10 o'clock right now. And like they're all in like either like small pods, bigger pods, you know what I'm saying? Circling up, praying over people. And I'm just like outside, like, you know, parking lot's pretty clear at this point. And it's like quite a walk to get your get to your car. And I'm just looking out. I'm like ob- observing all these other groups, right? I'm like just in awe of like what God's doing right now in me and all throughout here. And this dude comes up, right? Like, cleanest skin puerto rican man i've ever seen i said like it's so funny to say that it's just like i've never seen a man with like the nicest trim beard in my life or like cleanest (laughs) skin that's so weird for me to say but like for real like but yeah like nice hawaiian shirt on like pink like shorts like i'm like dude this dude's like a miami drug dealer he sells cocaine like that was my first thoughts when you know what i'm saying that gives you a picture like (laughs) who this man looked like um nice cap like man um anyways this man comes up to me right and he's like hey brother can i pray for you and i was just like you know what am i gonna say no at this point like i've experienced too much right um but he starts praying for me right and like he's holding like holding me like both hands and he just starts saying like it's like god took his tongue as like the laundry list of crap that i've done in my life like he's like hey man god's seen how you've stolen money from your parents like how you've cheated like in school like stuff like that where it's just like and so much stuff right literally so much stuff specific stuff but the thing that stuck out to me he's just like hey keep writing keep writing that journal and i hadn't told anybody about this literally not living soul not blake not my parents nobody um the family cat <laughs> you know what i'm saying like nobody knows yeah it's a secret when not even the pets know right right because they <laughs> see everything exactly <laughs> And, but I had kept this super small journal, right? And I, like, backstory on that is, like, eighth grade, I had failed poetry class, right? But I low-key started picking that up and writing all my feelings down, like, even, like, anger at God, like, stuff like that, just everything in. No one knew. Literally not a soul knew. Mm -hmm. But he's telling me, keep writing in that. Like, that just did it for me. 
and it was just like that just like solidified like okay like i'm known mm-hmm. you know like such a deep knowing of like wow like you really know me mm-hmm. and like i just broke down like it was one of those things where it's like i've been in church for so long where it was just like I opened my eyes and I felt like it was illegal, like in prayer, you know what I'm saying? Where it's just like, bow your heads, close your eyes. And it's just like, no, I opened my eyes during that part. And I was just like, what? (laughs) You know? And, you know, he repeated it again. And he's just like, I love you. And just gave me the biggest hug, like bear hug and just held me. And I like, I felt so known. And I was like, wow. Like I was blown away. And then like, I turned, I kind of cried a little bit more. (laughs) I turned. (laughs) Kind of. I turned to find Blake, right? I'm like, yo, t- like, this is the man that told me everything about my life, right? I turned, like, to go, like, find him, right? I'm like, you know, why am I going to try to find Blake? I'm going to take this dude with me, right? I turn around. This dude's gone. Like, Shoot, kid man. you not, bro. Straight <laughs> up gone. And I'm like, I'm like looking at all the groups. I'm like, look, like, there's like 40 <laughs> people there. You know what I'm saying? You would know this man, the way he dressed, everything about that. And, like, I'm looking around, like, around nobody, like I find Blake, I finally tell him, but I'm like, I'm as I'm telling him, I'm looking around in the parking lot. Like the cars are scattered, but you would very well know. Like it's a solid f- like 40 feet of walking before you, have, you actually get to a car. So you know what I'm saying? Like you would know. And this dude's gone, man. Like I'm like, what? Like I'm like, Blake's gonna think I'm tripping. Like <laughs> I don't know what he's gonna think. But no, man. Like it was wild, and like all throughout that night, like. It even that even that small like session after we got out like ten or so, like it just felt like even though we we're praying, it felt like ten minutes. Kid you not, like time just flew by. It felt supernatural. It was nuts. But um, yeah, the rest of that night, that's really what kicked it off. Um, just prayer, prayer the rest of the night. But like that's what really just you know kicked off my journey. After that, I got Blake really is like key player of what who God used in my life of really just connecting me like deeper into res like actually into the youth actually into like Ben and Kendra Labs like inviting them into inviting me to go to their houses you know for the high school youth and sure. it was wild and one heart played a really big part in that too just connecting me to you know you guys <laughs> like yeah wow so. man that's powerful so I mean you have a rich background of you know the the father wound, you know, and then like the depression and then getting into, you know, with the wrong crowds and selling and buying drugs, like how, and then to have it all just kind of like flipped in one night, man, that's powerful. What has been your outlook now? I want to know, and Kimmy, if you have any questions for Anthony, go ahead. Um, but I want to know, like, how do you view yourself um, and your relationship with God now moving forward from that? I almost say like that catalyst moment of you know being at power and love what is your pursuit of life what is your identity and your relationship with christ look like moving from that point forward man um i'd say it just deepens so much even though it's like the trials have been like and temptations have like there's a whole journey you know it's all a process and just like a book i'd recommend is rooted like because that just just skyrocketed my faith and just like that entire like oh it's okay to be in a process you know just mm-hmm. in at peace in that and um yeah it's definitely like just partnering with different people like Ben just walking me through like the and recognizing yeah this is like this is the person that the Lord has put in my life in this season and that's okay and the, and it's like even letting go of that person in another seat while entering another season that's okay too um but yeah I definitely 
<laughs> it's kind of it's it's challenging to like pinpoint an area or like a you know a word to describe that but i'd say a process trusting the process of walking through just different seasons the lord leads you in and just really recognizing what hinders you from actually experiencing more of him and jumping on that and just blocking it asking the lord to shut down these doors you know permanently because like there was a lot of different demonic doors that, out that was open through video games through you know drug even like being sober-minded i wasn't sober-minded for a hot minute you know what i'm saying like while smoking like two three times like that's still opening doors you know and the enemy's just like planting seeds you know what i'm saying like but really just okay let's backtrack not necessarily backtrack but like let's look at what the enemy has done for a hot second and like lord attack these areas and like uproot these so i don't know if that answers the question but yeah mm. did you want to say anything yeah so I know during middle school and high school, you really were struggling with identity. You mentioned earlier, as you've like started your journey with the Lord, how has finding your identity in him like helped shape who you are today? And like, how does that like look for you? Like finding your identity in God? Yeah. So definitely looking at a mentor and just saying like, okay, hey, like, you know, like it's really comes down to like the Lord and like, okay, what is my identity? Like I strongly suggest journaling because that's mm -hmm. literally like i started out with that you know in my testimony but it's just mm -hmm. like taking that and instead of like what my feelings are granted that's still a part of it but like mm -hmm. okay bringing that to the lord and being like, what is my purpose what is my identity and sh like show me like ask him will you show me yeah you know and you know he'll start he'll start saying things it's really just takes it's on your part to listen and act not just listen but actually hear him and do something about it like mm -hmm. internalize that um yeah definitely he's led me in the scripture where it's just like hey you know you are chosen this is why because i i'm a man of my word and it's right here like, yeah that's huge yeah, i love that you you mentioned a little bit earlier just like the process because i i know for a fact that there's a lot of people who are who were like you you know before you had that moment of power of love there's still a lot of people in that position and then you know, sometimes we can have this expectation of, of having like a huge moment and not that God can't work in, in powerful moments, but there's such a truth to the relationship that we need to find with him in the process, right. like you were saying. Um, so I'd love to hear like what that process looks like for you, because I'm assuming he didn't just like instill identity into you no. in one <laughs> night, you know, but you've developed a relationship with him. You know, you've been journaling like what does that sort of process look like for you on a day to day, even like regarding friends or regarding work right, or like right. routine and, and disciplines and um, getting into the word and stuff like that? Yeah. So I would say for sure, like I just made such a strong, well, I wouldn't even say interval, but I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like where it's just like, all right, like, I mean, the Holy Spirit will do that to you though, where it's just like, all right, I'm cutting these off. Boom. Like he can do that, you know, but it's also it takes on your part to be consistent in pursuing him. And journaling was a big thing for me because it's like if I go a day without journaling, still do it today where it's just like, no, man, I'm off like my game's off. You know, if I don't have the actual conversation time with God and I made that a priority, like I straight up like, yeah, it started out small, but it was just like, Lord, I got lost in the Psalms, man, because just David, the way he just voiced his inner like his inner longings and like his trials and like the way he dealt with them and like cried out to the Lord. I just passionately all, like everything within me was just so intrigued and lined up with what he was feeling and just brought me so much closer to the Lord. And honestly, that's like my 
biggest encouragement is just like get lost in like not just in Psalms, but just in scripture in general where it's like, yes, ask for direction in that. Like, Lord, okay, what is just simply one verse that you want to show me? Or what is it, you know, you want me to read? I know that can be incredibly challenging, especially with all the distractions. That's another thing is just ask the Lord what distractions are hindering me right off the bat, literally right off the bat. Because as soon as you can cut those off, just like pruning of a tree, it's just like that'll just f- make you flourish and have you actually taking that quality time with him. And mm. yeah. yeah. Cool. We're at like 36 minutes. Kimmy, do you want to ask any more questions? Um, I didn't have any in mind. Okay. I have probably one more. I have two more. Um, Hit me. First, uh, I want to talk about the discipleship program. And um, just kind of give, if you guys don't know what the discipleship program is, if you're listening right now, it's a nine-month program. It takes place every Monday, um, and they just teach you about what it looks like really to be a Christian. So I've, I would love to hear some of the things that you've learned and have been able to apply to your life um, since, and you're still going through the program, right. but you'll be out of it eventually. So what have been some of your biggest takeaways? Oh, man. I would definitely just say the wisdom that others have, like, like taking that time to actually receive all the wisdom that other people have poured into me you know it's like it's one thing you can receive in class but actually putting that into action receiving it in the moment but also letting the lord be like okay you know here's this information how can it apply to my life but also i'd have to say the biggest thing is powerful people series like phenomenal Mm -hmm. and (laughs) i told nick this just even in one of our one-on-ones i'm like dude i wish this was taught in elementary school I mean, how many issues in our world could be solved just by this series ingrained in us at such a young age? It'd be phenomenal. I can't stress that enough. But yeah, tell us a little bit about what Powerful People is. Gosh, it's like basic communication skills where it's just like instead of being like emotionally distraught, not knowing how to like in my past, I didn't know how to like I could contain myself. I internalized a lot of like emotional like trauma and stuff, but to actually act that out in a healthy way, like communicate that, I should say, in a healthy way where it's not coming off as like, oh man, you're really passive aggressive and you know, that causes hurts and really, I know you've heard the term hurt people hurt people and it's just like, okay, what do healed people do? You know, what what does that bring out in other people? You know, finding the gold. I know we've done that series too, but really just recognizing, okay, what do you feel and, and like describe that to people and actually communicate that part of you to them. So it's like you guys are on the same playing field, like communication will will run so much more smoother when it's just, hey, I'm feeling this way. This is why. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we wrap up, I want to ask you one more question, Anthony. Um, If you were to give a word of encouragement to anybody listening or maybe specifically to the person who is in your situation, what would be one thing that you would want to say to the people as we close out the podcast? hit me with a good one <laughs> just a, an encouragement from like the things that you've um experienced like just part of your testimony it doesn't have to be like oh live your life you know some profound statement just something yeah. that if there was somebody listening who was in your position of like you know blake is inviting you to power and love and you're like no i don't want to do that like you're struggling with identity you're maybe involved in the drug game or you just you're going to church and you're you know a bel- like you say you're a believer but you don't live it out at all like what right. would you say to any of those people or all of them I would be like, take a chance. Like, why, you know, risk it? Like, what do you have to lose? Actually, like, actually think about it. Like, what do you have to lose? And go for it. Because, I mean, that once you open that door, it's so much better than 
where you're at right now, even though it's a struggle. That I know it's for a lot of people that's hard to receive. I I couldn't receive it for the longest time, you know. But really persevere and dig into God. Sweet man. Well, awesome, Anthony. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I did not know how much you've been through. I know it's going to be super powerful for some people, for a lot of people. Um, thank you, Kimmy, for tagging along. Mm-hmm. And I hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you guys next time on the Access Podcast.